0: Welcome to Death and Aliens, an in-depth look at horror and sci-fi TV from two cousins who vaguely know what they're doing. I'm MK. And I'm Monica. And we are joined once again by special guest. I'm Courtney. Yay! <laughs> um, so today, well, first, how are you ladies doing today? Surviving. Well,
1: wow, glad to be with you, too. I love you both.
0: <laughs> um, last week, uh, we were talking to you guys about uh, how my school shut down for a month. Um, the school decided that we will not be doing online learning because the kids don't have access to technology. Some of, cause some of them really don't. Some of them, like their parents are working full time still. And so they're like lit out with their grandparents in like one of the villages and they don't have or not really um so instead we're just not doing
2: anything oh god do you still have to go into work
0: well I have to go into work for the rest of this week to make a few (laughs) youtube videos to send out for the kids who do still want to do some work and then my two weeks of vacation that was supposed to be from April that was going to get me to come home to America early I get to take this month instead
2: ah that's sucks. You would have been home
0: early? I was going to surprise my mom and get home on the 18th of April on her birthday. Aww. Um, And now I definitely, the earliest I can leave
1: Thailand
2: is May 1st. I'm quitting. I'm quitting the podcast for so many reasons right now. This is my resignation. I'm so sorry. (sighs) Yeah, I'm doing right i'm so sorry Um, i'm also drinking wine on
0: an empty stomach on a sunday morning because my church is also closed because of covid
1: well if it makes you feel any better my boss told me the last day of my vacation that we were working from home for the next two weeks to accommodate for holiday travel which i did not take because she had told me previously that she would not tell me if we could work from home so I took my vacation time and just in my apartment instead of seeing my family. So, yeah, it's been a great time. I had, a, I had a wonderful holiday with my roommate. I cooked a lot of food and we played games, solved mystery. So.
2: it was, And okay. then there was, there was me who almost had COVID. <laughs> almost had it. Almost said, I don't, we were in the clear. Um, I was going to say, lungs are healthy, but I vape, so we don't... That's not true. Um, Also... I also haven't taken my allergy medicine in a week.
0: Just because I've had a lot of anxiety about going to the store to get my allergy medication because I literally have an app on my phone that I have to send a report to my school of every place I go.
2: I mean in a sense it's smart because they can track where you were and, and possibly yeah, see it, where it, you're road, but but they're doing it but it just feels a little bit too big
0: brother for me and like i don't i'm just like i yeah. reread
2: 1984
1: this year why <laughs> i think i just wanted to torture myself but
0: i have animals sitting on my bookshelf and every time <laughs> i think i'm gonna read it i go mm, no not the time
2: see here's here's the thing when i when i sit and i think about like big brother and stuff like that i know in my hand i am dealing with big brother but at least i'm not aware that i'm telling them they're just figuring it out on their own
0: somebody somebody was like have you read the new terms of conditions of instagram and how instagram can now uh take anything off of your phone at any time and i go um well first of all instagram's owned by facebook so are we surprised no No. second of all i have a gmail account and a facebook the government already owns everything about me so
2: yes i'm like i'm like what are gonna see that i'm getting a another freaking email from like a makeup company saying oh you should like buy this right or my spam emails (laughs) enjoy reading that enjoy the porn box telling me to like click the below good night mom love you Knew my mom was gonna say goodnight when we started recording. I told her, <laughs> but that's the thing—is it like they're just like, mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: "What are they? Gonna really gonna, what have. are they gonna steal from my phone? My seven hundred unread Groupon
2: emails, right? Why are we the same?" And <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, a thing real quick because before we started recording the podcast, we have been sitting on the phone for two and a half hours just early speaking (laughs) and talking to each other and um we were talking about tiktok earlier and i am also on a weird side of tiktok that knows that my cousin's a a former emo kid but that is also a millennial and it's like you have a bond with the oldest cousin who's a former emo kid and a millennial because you were you wanted to be her when you were so and they know it's a girl like because you wanted to be her when you were growing up so you took that influence and now that's who you are so remember you have your older cousins to thank for this and i was like
0: you're welcome
2: i'm like facts Facts. And then we were also spiraling about the fact that CoStar was wrong with my chart and we we're learning a whole bunch of things about our zodiac signs because I have a Scorpio moon and a Scorpio rising. I'm sorry. That's all I have to say. I'm sorry. Yeah, but
0: um, as interesting as all of this would be, unfortunately, we do need to discuss hemlock
1: grove which by the way i've been calling him Locks grove for months now i did not realize there was not an s at the end
2: until today so it's the mandela effect you know before we get into hemlock grove this might be some interesting stuff because i'm really just trying to stall before i just get mad um there's a whole thing about because the ball dropped a minute late on New Year's that we entered back into another dimension. Like, are the dimension we're supposed to be in in 2019? And there's things that say, like, if you Google, like, oh, how many days till Christmas? It'll be like three hours and like four days or some weird. And there's like a Christmas countdown filter that's like all messed up on TikTok. There's a whole thing. And it makes me very existential and I get scared. Okay. TikTok <laughs> also
0: started the rumor that Kanye West cheated on Kim Kardashian with Jeffree Star. So let's not trust TikTok.
2: That's also true. Cause also I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, where does that make sense? Where in the book? Jeffree Star came of-
1: out said it wasn't true. Like yeah. I think he clarified yeah. everything. So. Right.
2: No, it's literally,
0: you know, I watched the video. That was one of the first videos. There's a reflection of somebody in Jeffree's sunglasses in one of his pictures from Colorado that everybody was like, oh my God, isn't that Kanye? so basically tiktok rumor mill is a bunch of racist
2: assholes who can't tell two black men apart
0: yeah
2: and that's the like i i i when i was thinking about it i know what his ex-boyfriend i think was yeah his ex-boyfriend was african-american i'm pretty sure he was like a also I can't his
0: racist so
2: yeah which i'm like that doesn't make sense I don't, I don't know if he's like actually like doing it to prove that he isn't which if that's the case that's very fucked up <laughs> um but still that there's no. just things that aren't adding up is just a mess
0: oh but I saw sorry we were talking about the mandala effect and tiktok I saw a mandala effect tiktok video that I actually it spoke to me on a personal level and it was about the fact that we shouldn't even be calling this the mandala effect because really the whole idea of the mandala effect is that when Nelson Mandela died a bunch of people were like holy shit he died in prison how is he dying now and it's this whole idea of the shared memory of him dying in prison But here's the tea. Um, After he got out of prison, he became the president of South Africa after he got out of prison. So the Mandela effect is basically just the combined stupidity of Americans who don't know shit about world politics. Politics.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: It's not a shared memory. It's a shared stupidity. See, I've been listening I to
1: Border th- Crime by Trevor Noah, and he, like, in one of his earliest chapters, he's he's talking about N- Nelson Mandela, and I was like, you know, this makes sense. America just doesn't know anything, yeah. So, it's, yeah. It's, it's, but here's the
2: thing: is like, I knew he was, I knew he became the president of South Africa, but I was like, I thought that happened before he went went into prison for some reason, and I don't know why. But it makes oh, a lot more it, sense it, it than afterwards. He was in
0: prison for protesting apartheid. He couldn't have been the president during apartheid. That's
2: when I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, that wouldn't <laughs> make sense. But that's yeah, just that's what I'd always thought. Um, I
0: do believe that the Berenstein Bears used to be spelled a different way. That one really messes me up. I agree. With that. But the rest of them, I just think people are dumb. I think also, so.
2: there's also the Fruit Loops one that was talked mm. about recently. That one gets. It's- f-r-o-o-t was spelled fruit loops but Mm -hmm. then they searched it up and they're like no it's always been f-r-u-i like fruit loops like actual fruit it's always been the double oh yeah but then and then if you like looked it up that like there used to be pictures of the box spelled fruit loop but i can't now it's back to f-r-o-o-t or whatever i can imagine that that has something to do with
0: um branding and also photoshop Yeah.
2: yeah So I was like, that's weird, because I know it's
0: called F-R-O-O-T. Because the only one that I genuinely, like, don't know if I believe how it happened is the Bernstein Bears, because I have my own
1: memories. Like, I'm not trusting an image that I googled.
0: I'm trying to remember my own memory. I
1: picture myself sitting in a Borders, in the middle of the mall in Monroe, sitting on the floor, because God knows why. That was probably not smart. Sitting on the floor, reading Bernstein Bears,
2: like in
1: a middle of the border so i
2: remember that yeah yeah
1: that one and me. the
2: theme song it's not berenstain they sang Baronstein bears yeah and a little country twang accent it was not berenstain berenstein
0: nobody even berenstain. now nobody says berenstain though that just right.
2: that might be how it's
0: spelled that nobody says that
2: it's the berenstein bears mm-hmm. it has been Always will be. you want to be a really cool Mandela effect. We had a shared collective memory of forgetting that Hemlock Grove was even a fucking show. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> so I am the queen of segues, I tell you.
1: You are. You nailed it.
0: <laughs> uh, season two of Hemlock Grove. Now, the reviews for season two of Hemlock Grove most of the ones that I read said that the show had so much potential and they just dropped the ball. And I really
2: didn't believe that
0: until they dropped the fucking ball.
2: As, as young Andy Bernard said, ball droppings can be beautiful as they will, you know, on New Year's Eve or we'll make an awkward soprano into a rich, full tenor. But here's the thing. This was a disgusting ball drop. It shattered. It it loosened on the pole and just on New Year's Eve. And he stays an awkward young town, awkward young soprano. He doesn't get his tenor, Like, there there was a lot, like, in all honesty, there was a lot of potential with the season even in the first three like we were talking about before like the first three to four episodes they're kind of forgettable because it's like building up a lot of stuff and setting everything into play for the intense stuff to start where it was it was keeping a lot of our attention to keep going and you know it's getting interesting it'll get interesting there's still time um but the whole um you know i would say the in-between part literally i me and mary Kay talked about this in the last episode if it wasn't for the last 10 to 5 minutes of the last episode i would not be mad granted would i be thrilled with however they would have done it would i have been happier with a floating majestic baby versus a pterodactyl pterodactyl stingray absolutely because they're adding creatures that i don't think fit this universe they're adding in we don't even know what well okay and here's i wanted to talk about that i don't remember I don't remember if we talked about it last week or not, but we did talk
0: about the fact that the episode is called the demon and the dog star. So it's not an alien. It's a demon, which does fit the world of hemlock Grove, Um, in the sense that like, it's always been about this weird religious cult and the like his, the mythological lore of these creatures. And there's been a lot of religion in it since day one. So having it be a demon does make sense. And, um, While looking for pictures of actors for um, Instagram series that we're doing, um, I found something about Dr. Spivak that um, I did not read what it said. I just saw the word Damascus come up, which if you are uh, as uh, biblically indoctrinated as Courtney and I are, I saw her eyes light up as soon (laughs) as I said that. Damascus is the place where Paul has the revelation and... changes from Saul to Paul and stops killing Jews and becomes a Christian. So like kind of a big deal in religion is the city of Damascus. So like, I don't know where on earth they are going with this, but it is going to be more religious cult-esque type stuff and not really alien. It's just that the CGI was so crap that it looked like an alien.
1: I Olivia, like I, so first of all Monica saw last week when I saw the pterodactyl creature I had no idea who it was I was like is it Olivia because she had a tell one time because when I saw um do- the doctor the first time I was like it looked like he was a robot I couldn't even tell it was scales and so I was like I have no idea I had to text them to figure out who it was because I had no idea
2: and my my thing is is that coming into this and like storyline aside for my purpose here in discussing these shows with mary kate is based on the effects the visual appeal of things the design of the creatures how well they portray them if they mary kate had discussed last week's episode that when we were looking through the title cards the only one that didn't make sense was that half man half like goat demon thing that was in one of the cards why not take that imagery when basically every other card that you took was almost an der- exact derivative of each of those cards in the scenes of the show, and not in place that like you could have given him wings and pterodactyl like a like a monstrous claw, but I think making him be more horse like where he was like bottom part like goat and he had ram horns and he had wings. Yeah, this I think like doing the right that-
0: tail thing was what really threw it off for me.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, the, the portrayal of a demon should not be a stingray. I I, I, also, I think it should be more... It's it's funny to me because as we're having this conversation,
0: I'm thinking back to how we felt about the season one finale and we were like, we don't actually hate the show except for like there was this one CGI thing that was so bad and that's what we're doing here, the same thing. I don't think that the writing of the show is as atrocious as some mm-hmm. of the critical reception um, made it out to be. Mm-hmm. I find it to be a really interesting take at the world of vampires and werewolves that is different than a lot of what is on TV. And I think that's why it was as successful as it was. But they have this, they have an amazing FX team when it comes to like the werewolves and the blood and they do this stuff really, really well. And then they just keep, I don't know if they run out of money or if they get lazy, or what it is. But when it comes to what should be the mind-blowing, shocking effect of the season, they drop the ball. When they showed us Roman being the angel in the end of season one, it was the worst special effect of the whole season. They show us Dr. Spivak being a demon, and it's the worst special effects of the whole season. Like, if you are... It's a Netflix show. They have the ability to write the whole thing at once and get budgeted out for 10 episodes before they start filming the first one. Episode 10 should not be where your special effects budget drops out. If anything, exactly. you save the money for that and have some shittier
1: wolf effects in the beginning. And See, and, and is- my problem... I was to say, my problem with that is, like, their writing was lacking in the beginning like, through this whole season, I, I was saying earlier, like, I could have just thrown out the first four episodes. So, like, it didn't really start for me until episode six, really. Um, and so they had that budget there that they could have done more with. Yeah.
2: And personally, with the way that the effects were done, I think when we said that, oh, it's gonna be more bloody and more gory, it really scares me that they were using blood in bigger ways and bigger quantities to add shock throughout the whole season and where writing was lacking so they're like let's just add shock with gore not saying it it derives because we've all said that like the gore makes sense it's not senseless gore like it would be in like saw or something where it just needs to be blood just to be blood but I think the like certain scenes were like Roman wanted to rip out Miranda's neck and there was like a blood fountain coming out of her like yes it was jarring but at the same time did we need to use all that blood to get a point across that that's what he wanted to do like this
0: might be an ignorant statement just because i don't like ignorant as an actually stupid how much money does cgi really cost
2: yeah and that's the thing is i don't know either and I, i get that if you have a practical
0: budget like practical effects and you run out of money and you have to start using ketchup instead of synthetic blood, like, then it's going to look bad. But, like, how, how much, I mean, I edit this podcast for zero dollars. Granted, I'm not very good at it, but, like, that's because I don't have the ability. I get that for a CGI artist, you'd have to pay the artist. But if they're using the same special effects team for the whole season, they're already paying the artist. So how mm-hmm. hard is it to not make the demon look like a stingray?
2: And my, my thing with, um, with the special effects, personally, I, I would have gone for a more traditional aspect of a demon for the pure purpose that when they're they're so focused in on romani uh, culture and how the upiers are formed back, like dating it back so like it's almost like historically accurate for them whereas in biblical um readings of like demons and um like the devil there's a lot of mammal features goat features in a demon in the devil and so implementing them without if you want to envision and re-envision it and make it look interesting, by all means. But I think if you're going based on, like, um, biblical things that were true in the Bible or true throughout history or things like that, and you're going off a certain area, well, stick of that area and with I, all your species. I
1: think
0: yes and no. I think, obviously, like, the first story of a demon in the Bible is the snake in the garden of eden like reptilian features being demonic is not weird it's
2: no weird. no true, true but
0: so so i don't mind that they were like oh my god he has scales under his skin i don't mind the reptilian nature and also you know like if we want to get into like current mythology and the whole idea that like reptilian people are really aliens that have like taken over the earth and we're all just serving them like whatever I've been listening to a lot of old, the last podcast on the left, and it's weird stuff. Um, (laughs) But they're, like, they're old stuff, like, before they were appropriately PC. Anyway, so I don't even mind it being reptilian. It's just that it looked so bad.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think there would have been a way to make him look reptilian if that's what they wanted to go with. But do it. I think the design concept of him, it wasn't. It was like someone was stuck in between making him look like a dinosaur and a stingray. There wasn't. I feel like there wasn't a, a distinct character design for it either. And that's what also bothers me. And that's why I think it's reading less demonic and more alien is because he has. Um, a, they're more soft features like a stingray with the flat things around his face and the tail and the only sharp things he has were his claws i think if he was like this if in the same silhouette that was envisioned in the the character cards like the intro cards for the title sequence i think if it was he had like actual wings and he they wanted to make the wings look dinosaur-esque pterodactyl-esque and they gave him like these talons I think that would look really cool with like scales but still keep them like man at the same time i think the thing of it was really the face that messed me up because like if you were gonna
0: have him be completely demon no human fine if you were gonna still have an actual Mm -hmm. face human face on the demon fine but it was the weird it was the
2: shitty cgi of the way they did the face on the body and that's the way you have to like would look have to look at something and go is it worth going? changing the character design to having it be maybe not as extravagant as this as what they really envisioned if they can't pursue it properly or changing the character design to where it can fit being practical with additive CGI effects that won't completely trash it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where they needed to rein in and go, well, where do we draw the line? Because they're like, no, we want Stingray Man. And so they made Stingray Man and it looked really bad. Like, I think the placement of like anatomically, like where this face is coming out from, I'm like, I don't feel like that's where his actual face would be. Like it just the sizing proportions. It's like so disappointing
0: from a storytelling aspect, because like Courtney was saying, we really didn't start the season until probably episode six, but the last half of the season was really good. I don't think we had a lot of bad to say about anything. We were Mm -hmm. really, really enjoying it. And now we've spent 25 minutes talking about one moment on the screen, because it was so bad that it ruined what could have been a really good episode otherwise.
2: Exactly, because everything, storyline-wise, was adding up so well this season. Things were coming together. like, even Mary-Kate, like, when we and you were talking about, well, the cult isn't in yet. They're going to probably have to rush through and come up with some bullshit ending for the cult, or, and it's going to be rushed, have- and we're going to get pissed off.
0: But then they didn't. They brought the doctor back in, and we, we had had weird feelings about him the whole season, but it had never been developed enough,
1: and they did such a good job of being like, this is the arc for next season. See, my problem was they wrote it too slow. Even talking about the cult, like I thought, starting at at like episode six, we were doing really good, and then episode nine hit, and it was written so fast that we jumped into everything, and then we get this demon character at the end. My head was spinning. Like I was like, I don't even really know what happened in episode nine. They could have easily extended it. Exactly,
0: and if you remember episode nine was the shortest episode of the season but the most happened in it there was happened. no reason if they would have put that extra seven minutes back in the episode and just slowed it down a little bit granted I didn't hate episode nine but giving us that extra time in episode nine would have made episode 10 feel
2: less mm-hmm. stagnant yes and I think my, my what I have to say is that as frustrating as it was that they were slow the slow build to the cult where we we were slow for like the first five episodes six episodes we really did not know anything about them besides that they were killing children that's the only thing that we knew and then from there we were getting small bits of information small bits and then when all the shit happened with francis is when here comes the cult (laughs) but even with that we still don't know what the cult wanted like we know what they
0: what they wanted we know they wanted to kill nadia okay and obviously, like, well, we're not going to go back into how I feel about them using pyronic poetry to just dis- to do that, but we, we know their motivation was to, like, stop the Antichrist or whatever, but, like, what is the connection between the idea of the Antichrist and this baby? What do they know about Upir? What, what is, what is, what is what is what? what like I that's the thing is the 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 end goal the we we knew the the ends but not the means like we didn't we still don't know why which I'm hoping will come back up in season three but I don't know because they killed everybody
2: see here's my thing I don't think Nadia is up here I think that there is something up- that she has oopier genes where she can be transformed into an oopier. But I think she is something otherworldly besides that. Um, because her, I, her eyes do
0: something. Well, yeah, her eyes that blue is real, real weird. But it's the same shade of blue and the same thing that happens to Shelly's face. Oh.
2: I just um, think there's more to
0: Nadia just besides simple... We already know that there's more to Nadia because of whatever the F Dr. Spivak put in Miranda Mm -hmm. to put in the baby. So like... I
1: think what changed her over was whatever he put in her.
0: I agree. I don't think the supernatural powers are from Roman and Letha. I think that is whatever the doctor did to her. I think that she genetically... I think she was roman's baby who was born in the call so she is up here like there's no question about that that's why she's not dead to be honest because mm-hmm. when letha died if that baby hadn't been born in the call olivia would not have let it live
1: let's that's be clear
0: that. um so the baby but wasn't roman supposed to eat her no roman was supposed to eat the call eat the thing around her head that olivia did to him to him Yeah, no, Roman was never supposed to kill the baby. He was just supposed to bond with it. But because he didn't eat it is why he had such a hard time bonding with her.
1: Mm -hmm. Which wasn't made very clear in the writing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of it that only makes sense to me because I spend 18 hours a week talking about the show that I don't think the average viewer would be able to connect the dots with. Like, the whole idea of how any of this Oopier stuff works is so poorly written. So big.
1: Even with the cult, like, I didn't pick up on the fact that they were targeting just children whenever, until you said it. Like, and I felt like that was pretty clear after you said it, but in the beginning, I had no idea. I was like, I don't know what this cult wants. I was like, even though they were so big in the trailer, I was like, are they just killing random people? Well, and that's...
0: Thing. the trailer made it seem like there was so much more to the cult but really this season was about peter and roman trying to figure out how to be friends
1: yeah yeah i was very upset with that part of the writing because based on the trailer i i love a good cult it's one of my favorite things and so i was very amped about the season i was like it's gonna be so much better i'm gonna be in and then it took six episodes to figure out that there even was really a cult in what they were doing like and for me, I was
0: intrigued by the idea of what is the difference between the cult and the Order of the Dragon, because there was very religious symbolism mm-hmm. in the cult and blah, blah, blah. And like, how are they connected? The opening of episode, was it episode seven or eight, where we got the weird Vampire Diaries opening scene with Olivia?
2: Uh, Maybe seven. I think that was seven. Or was it I six. think that may have been... Which, which opening are you talking about?
0: It was the one where Olivia was in France in the 1800s, and I felt like I was watching the Empire Diaries.
2: Oh, oh so it, I think that was, that was, probably was seven. It was because
0: it, it was episode eight, okay? I just okay. Episode eight. So it wasn't, it, we literally didn't get any kind of confirmation that they were from the same thing until episode eight. The cult and the order didn't come into play. And Bishop Francis was in one episode this season. Like Beaumont and his nut
2: squeezer got more airtime than the cult. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's it's very, uh, with the whole storytelling aspect, of especially of the cult, I think, and it really upsets me because I think the cult basis literally was only to get Peter and Roman to be friends. I don't think there was any other need for that cult because the Order of the Dragon, like them tying it in the cult into the Order of the Dragon, with that with Francis's episode, already goes to show I'm like, well, this is just an offshoot of the Order of the Dragon that the Order of the Dragon seems to condone anyway.
0: Uh, devil's advocate here. I think because when Dr. Spivak was weirdly talking to the baby, he was talking about the cult and what they wanted to do with her and how he knew she wasn't like a demon and blah blah blah. So the I don't think the cult is gone, or at least no, so. at least the um, the goal of the cult is not gone. Oh no, absolutely uh, not. So hopefully there will be some kind of redemption in the understanding part of it. Like I knew going into this, that season two and three were going to be much more interconnected than season one and two was. But I just, again, feel like I, if I were watching this in real time, I would not continue. And I actually, one of my friends who I've talked about on the podcast a lot, that he uh, was the only person I knew who watched the show and enjoyed it. He stopped watching after this episode. He did not finish. He did not watch season 3. And the, and the thing is that I was at Dairy Queen with she did watch season 3. She did? Yeah. <laughs> but she was insane.
2: Well there you go.
1: My aunt also stopped after season 2 So, and she watched it when it came out.
2: And I think when me and Mary Kay, I talked about this last time, when you have almost 18 months in between a really shitty ending of a show and like you're hopefully getting a season three, like not many people if, if it ended badly, like you're trying to do this great big plot twist, but you're dropping the ball where like not everyone's gonna be, because it may not be clear to people who aren't sitting there and analyzing the show to discuss it with everyone that Dr. Speedback isn't an alien. Whereas we will know because we've de- deciphered and spoken and talked about it, they're like, oh, it makes sense that he'd be a demon. He's probably a demon. Whereas they're like, that looks like an alien from outer space, why the hell are we bringing aliens into this shit? And they're like, no. Because it's not, and that literally also comes down to character design, and then that gets mixed up in between character design and the storytelling, and that's where it's not properly, but the the two lines of communication aren't melding well that's why I wish he I, I know gonna sound stupid but I wish Dr. Spivak was just a little bit more generically demonic if they wanted to go reptilian fine just make it more clearer that you want that because it looks like they didn't want to have a human face on it but they had to to get the shock value that like oh my god Dr. Spivak's this demon thing this alien thing because if it didn't have a face and we were just seeing the stingray tri- triceratops thing in the middle of the sky um no one would know what the hell it is so they had to make it be known that spivak so his face had to be there somewhere and that's why i think they should have went more human with repti- re- reptilian aspects to him instead of trying to come up with this character design of this morph thing where he looked like a piece of stretched Ed Gein skin that was dyed blue with a face superimposed on it like it or yeah Ed Gein he's the one who made the the lamps out of people right okay just making sure I had my serial colors right I've been watching enough Bailey Sarian to think to at least think that I was <laughs> correct
1: over we have um, you we got you
2: thank you so much um no it's just looking I was looking because um so season three
0: when it was when it came out it was uh advertised as the final chapter so they knew going into season three they were only making three seasons I was just trying to figure out when they were officially confirmed for a season three like did they go into season two also knowing they were making a season three but I can't find a confirmation anywhere on the internet yeah yeah Yeah.
2: and I think Like, I think after the finale of season two, that there was going to be nothing after season three. I feel like they're like, you left it way too vague for them to at least not close it off. But this is going to be like your last season. Like, we're not renewing you after this, which scares me. Because I think in season two. Like, it wasn't good. Let's be
0: honest. Objectively, it was not good. But it had good ratings, like from viewers like an eight Mm -hmm. a 7.9 and an eight on imdb is not a bad rating the the Mm -hmm. critical response was not good but audience response was not bad so i don't think that it was canceled i think that they went into it intentionally writing it this way
1: well if you look at if these are the same people who are rating it that watch season one obviously they're going to give it a higher rating like i mean this season was 10 times better than season one and so i'm not surprised by the ratings because these people have seen both seasons now i'm assuming um Mm -hmm. so i think that's why it was okay going into season three
2: my 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 concern with it is if it was because they're like well the ratings were like high because certain viewers but then like they tanked at the end of the season and like what or whatever it was i found the date so
0: the second season premiered on july 11th on september 2nd netflix renewed it for a third and final season let me okay well um, let me yeah, link my birthday okay um. Okay, no, when they renewed it, they renewed it intentionally making it the final season on the on the production end, not Netflix's end. So that's why I wanted to know if it was a... And like the article says, um, Eli Roth said, we are so grateful to the fans of Hemlock Grove who have championed the series so intensely over two seasons. We're looking forward to taking the last and final season into some dark and unexpected places and to giving viewers the killer finale you'd come to expect from Hemlock Grove. Finale we come to expect? it's
2: going to be
0: trash. Trash to expect.
2: See, when I was talking about my concern with it, if it was, it got canceled because of ratings or viewings and that they got told going into this last season, I was terrified that it's going to be rushed and they're going to want to put in all these aspects that they wanted to put in in later seasons into one season and that was my concern, but knowing that it's not anymore at least gives me a little bit more hope. But See, I'm still concerned
1: about that because of how this season was done. It was so slow in the beginning and then it was just rushed at the end. And so I'm like, are they going to do the same thing for season three? Like, where are they going? They don't, they don't have a book to go off of anymore. And so the season was kind of the test run for season three and it.
0: So let's let's read the spoiler free season three, uh, review on the Rotten Tomatoes, um, They have 33% score for season three. Um, 45% when it comes to audience. So even the audience doesn't like it this time. Um, And there are no critic consensus, none. Um, But let's see what some of the reviews say. Did, okay, all the critics, there are six, critic reviews. It did feature some interesting tweaks to the vampire mythos. The catch is, in order to learn about them, you have to watch Hemlock Grove and I cannot recommend that experience. I concur. Hemlock Grove is a show best known for being bad and strange, and the new season does not disappoint.
1: Yay.
0: (laughs) Oh, this is a good review. Because Hemlock Grove doesn't even attempt coherence, it's impossible to predict what's coming, making every episode an exhilarating surprise.
2: That's like a backhanded compliment. I love that. What I
0: didn't expect was it to walk sweet. away feeling disappointed by all of season three, feeling exhausted by Hemlock Grove in general, and wishing I hadn't invested so much time and energy into the series in the first place.
2: Mary Kate. Hemlock we'll our
0: time grove to a podcast, really podcast. A season but it definitely improved over the course of its final season okay and the last review consistently ludicrous in the worst way possible hemlock grove slogs through its final hours with the same novel blend of oppressive stupidity and confounding mythology that made the first two seasons such a bore
2: See, I don't know if I fully agree with the fact that they would call it a bore. I don't think it's boring. I think it has boring times where never it's been bored very watching it. I have been con- no. disappointed,
0: yes. angry, frustrated, but never bored.
2: Yeah, that and the because I think that that critic was more so talking about the lore Of, like, their wolves and their vampires. Which I could see why they think it's boring. Because that there's not enough information to make it exciting enough. Unless you're sitting and, like, literally going into hours of analyzing each fucking character. My favorite
0: review might be the one that said, It's actually really interesting if you didn't have to watch the show to find out.
1: Yeah, I could get behind that.
2: Like, I was telling Mary Kate... My, when we were watching the episode that involved the eye stuff, and you probably had heard it on the podcast, I was, my boyfriend was watching that episode. That was the first episode of How My Grove. He's actually watched, he actually listened to the podcast that was confirmed this week. So hi, Cody. Hi, honey. Um, here's a publicly being a simp for my boyfriend on a podcast. Cool. Anyway, um, he watched it for the first time. And he has a real big thing with eyes. Like he doesn't like even seeing me like take off my fake eyelashes or do my makeup. He's like, uh-uh, I don't like it. And that poor kid, first time watching Hemlock Grove, he sees needles right in the eye. And he was like, oh my he, I think he almost cried.
0: I
1: mean <laughs> I, I, know, I could not watch that scene.
2: Yeah,
0: no, it was very, very uncomfortable. My dad couldn't listen to me talk about that scene.
1: Um
2: it's very rough. Very rough. So uh
1: We did
0: this last time, and I guess, I mean, it would be good to figure out what was the best and worst episode of the season.
2: Let me pull up the episode titles real quick so that I can see what they're called so I'm correct with these statements.
1: I made notes, so I have answers. (laughs) Um... Well wait so
0: now nice. before we move on to this, is there anything in your notes that you wanted to, to talk about that we did not address yet?
1: Um I love that the only thing I love that Olivia has become evil again. I love the chaos oh. she creates, which makes everyone else angry. I know, I get it, I love it.
2: I, mean, I, mean, I love
0: I was not mad that she went evil again because I don't even blame her for it because I would probably do the same thing in that situation but y'all heard me all season being like no I really believe her she's gonna be good now I just want her to love people
1: Fucking and I was, I was I was angry all season I was like why is she acting so pathetic I'm ready for her to be angry and chaotic again let's bring this back because she- She's my favorite.
0: <laughs> but the difference now, and this is what I will say, even though she's evil again, the difference now is I understand her motivation. In season one, she was just a bitch for no reason, and I didn't get it. Now, after watching this arc of her being weak and getting walked on and feeling what that feels like, and now fighting for something instead of just
1: to fight her,
0: I... Yeah feel like even though she's going to be evil, I'm still going to be rooting for her.
2: See, as for me, when it comes to Olivia, I didn't like her in the beginning because she was still fighting against she wanted to have things her way, her way, her way. And seeing her get knocked down a few pegs, I was like, because I, I have a gigantic soft spot for Roman. I, I, I really do. And knowing what roman did and not understanding why he was doing certain things and then to find out that his mother was the reason for so much of it i feel awful like and putting myself in his shoes it makes it really really hard to root for her after especially at the end when everything unfolded yeah but i feel
0: finale was not a time where olivia was a friend of mine
2: Yes. And, like, it was nice to see her go in to see her change. Like, there were points where I was, like, rooting for Norman because, like, I was, like, because I used to hate Olivia so much. And I was, like, oh, but, like, Olivia's actually, I think, trying to change. And then Norman did what he did. I knew he was going to die because I told Mary-Kate this. I'm, like, he literally has nothing left but Shelly. He's going to be a main character that's going to die and he's going to so be a main character.
0: Real annoying.
2: By the end of that I season, did. at the end of that by the end of that season,
0: I was ready for him to die because he was just so annoying. Honestly, I the moment that I knew that I didn't care if Roman or Norman lived anymore was when he went to confront Roman and admitted that he knew he was Roman's dad. Yeah, and I was like, well, okay, fuck you and the horse you rode in on, like, if you knew that the whole time. You've done nothing for nothing. this kid who clearly needs a father. You're a psychologist. You're a psychiatrist. You spend all day watching people and their biggest breakdowns. And here's an 18-year-old kid who clearly needs a parent. And you've done nothing for his whole life because you were thinking with your dick.
2: Mm-hmm. And when he was trying to explain it to Roman, and I was like, it's re- it, it, And that's where I, and my soft spot for Roman comes in. I'm like, I just hate everyone besides Shelly and Peter.
1: <laughs>
2: everyone else fuck like, off. Oh, you hurt my baby. I hate
1: them, but I love their characters. Honestly, I love the chaos.
0: My... Oh, no, the chaos is fun. <laughs> no, the
1: chaos is great.
0: The chaos is great because the show is just nothing but chaos. Mm-hmm. But I have to say, by the end of season two i'm not even really like obviously roman and peter are still the most important but like if season three could just be about price and what the fuck is actually going on
2: in his head yes Yes.
0: shit out of that
2: see i would also like to say i went through a character development in season two because i went from not trusting price with a single thing he ever said in season one and now i'm like i love you you elton john motherfucker like i love price so much right now because i we got to see like the the excitement and the nurturement nurturing he had for shelly and the the sass that he was serving olivia back in which kind of whooped her ass into shape which when she was like not oopier anymore and she was like a normal human he was like bitch you have no sympathy stop pretending that you do oh my like, god the amount is,
0: of time that like this man has been waiting 25 years to say this to her but was waiting until she wasn't going to be able to throw him across the room with one look
1: i and then- love hate price Like, I feel like he's got a lot of ulterior motives, and there's a lot going on that we don't know about, that he's trying to make it selfishly about him. But I also kind of love him for that.
2: But But also, who who in this show doesn't have selfishness? Everyone. Everyone. And see, that's the thing where when it comes to Price, that he's one of those characters where I'm like, he is so interchangeable, and so he could be one side of a coin, and literally within two minutes. Like, I think he has ulterior motives, but I can see you can see for himself. But you can see where his true selflessness lies in which characters.
0: But I think the only character—I mean, Shelley, notwithstanding, because Shelley is a perfect angel who does
2: nothing wrong ever. But the and only- I kind of hate the only thing—the reason why I hate—I almost want to say I hate Olivia—is because of what she took from Shelly. Yeah. Shelly did nothing wrong to Olivia, where she had to take. Perse- I Perse- agree. Priscilla. I agree, and I hate
0: that, but I also still blame
1: Norman. See You're right. You're I right agree that she took it from Shelly, but I, I'm not convinced that Shelly was fully in Priscilla. I think if Shelly would have died, she would have been completely gone, and Priscilla would not have been... It would have Shelley.
0: been more like the Tupac hologram at Coachella than an actual version of Shelly.
1: Right. I and think
2: it would have been
1: person
2: already she was her own person when price had her brain map and everything and then he like tricked shelly into thinking that she wasn't already alive that was rough to watch and i think for the thing that um priscilla was going to be was going to be someone that carried shelly's mannerisms had her memories had her sweet way about her but was a different person how she acted and i
0: think that like i was heartbreaking to see shelly's reaction to being stuck in her own body but at the end of the day i think that shelly is still shelly because of that yes
2: like shelly is still gonna be shelly and the thing that irritates me is that granted norman fucked up everything with her life with norman but olivia still could have done things to prove to shelly and roman if yes, she really but, wanted but that. Olivia could not have proved anything to
0: Shelly and Roman if she died and that was Olivia's <laughs> thought process if Norman had the choice to kill her or watch her slowly painfully decay and she wasn't going to be able to be a good mom to Roman and Shelly if she was decayed And she didn't have Norman there to help her. And he was not only like not with her anymore. He was hatefully planning her death. And in that moment, the only thing that she could do to get revenge on Norman and still be a parent to her kids and her grandkid was to live.
2: But the thing that irritates me is that she took... Away the the trust and the gainingness that she was already getting with Shelley back yep. away in a second. Did she know? I don't think so. I don't think so yet. I think she was tricked she
1: by Doctor Chernobyl. She
0: got tricked by Doctor Chernobyl. Also, Price specifically did not tell anyone what was happening to Shelley until after it was finished, and then he wasn't going to tell Olivia. He was only going to tell Norman and Peter. Roman she, er, I'm sorry and Roman Norman and Roman so did she know that this girl had Shelly's consciousness in her head yes because she talked to Priscilla and then she asked Price about it but she did not actually know that Shelly was going to die that was never told to her so while it was selfish what she did it wasn't like she went into it knowing if I do this I will fuck up my daughter's life yeah that is and that's that and that's where i'm giving her a little bit of grace because if she had known all of the details it would be really shitty but she didn't have all the information and she had eight different people lying to her in different. Mm -hmm. her
1: i don't think she fully came back how she killed priscilla so i don't i think even before then she was still wanting the best for shelly for roman for you know the people she had connected she with
0: even now in her evil angry state she doesn't want the best for them yeah she i mean she wants her grandchild because she knows she doesn't know that roman didn't finish the
2: treatment yes he does yes she does no she doesn't Mary Kay, yes, yeah, she does because when she came into Price's office, she's like, "Well, you'd be good to know your son ran out because he's still here. He's carrying your genes. She knows he's oh, still." Oh wait, Pierre. wait, wait!
0: Sorry, I forgot about that scene. I forgot about that scene. I was thinking yeah. that she didn't know, but no, but she still wants. She knows that Roman doesn't Won't want change. to become here. and in her, but I and uh, her, and here's the thing. She's not nice. No one's pretending she's a kind, loving, bake your grandkids cookies kind of person. But you have to remember that she doesn't necessarily have to follow the same moral compass that we do.
1: Right,
0: right. She um, in her mind, the best life for someone is to live forever and if this baby is never brought into this world that she lives in <laughs> lives a what did she say a useless human life that wasn't even worth being born for then all of the things that she did and all of the at, ca- pain she caused between her and roman was for nothing
1: and, and like uh, I, I was say, like, jumping back a bit like I will say that was one of the reasons that I was a little bummed Linda left this season, which feels like it was a whole different season because I thought that Linda and Olivia were going to come together like they had in the last season to kind of help Peter and Roman along. And so I was really bummed about that. Like she's gonna, this is how she's gonna grow, this is how she's gonna progress, and she's gonna help Roman and Peter's also gonna be helped. But then Linda left, and I was like, well, this is a bummer.
0: But I think Destiny kind of took Linda's place in terms of character development this season. Like she was Peter's Mm -hmm. North Star in a way that, like, um, Linda had been before, except that she's not really motherly. Yeah, I don't love Destiny. I I don't know why. I I hated Destiny in the first season. Every episode she was in, I was like, she's so useless. But in this season, I don't know. She's
1: just... I think I was fine in the first season because she was useless. Um, But this season, I was like, she's in the way now. And I just, I'd like her to just kind of take a step back if she could just grab Miranda's hand and they could run off into the sunset and leave Peter and Roman alone, everything would be better. Every time Destiny,
0: like, shit-talked somebody or, like, messed something up, I was like, yes. Yes. And also, yes. if there was no Destiny, there would be no Andreas. And
1: oh, I do love uh, Andreas. Uh,
2: See, here, here's my thing with, like, Destiny. I think there were at moments throughout the season I was like, I, like, I get what Destiny's doing, but, like, there's also boundaries that she's overstepping that theoretically, she has no room to overstep. Like, when she... I hate her to... Like, I hate Miranda just as much as her, if not more. Like, but, like, when she went to Roman's house to tell her that she was a bitch and that she needed to leave for the second time that day, I was like, okay, she got it the first time. We don't need to keep hammering it. And, you know, now looking back at it, I'm like, yeah, fuck Miranda. But,
0: um... If you are ever dating someone who's as shitty as Miranda, I guarantee you, I will be Destiny all up in that shit. I will tell them to get the fuck
1: out every time I can. That was like the one time I was
2: okay
0: with Destiny. Remember, Remember for the last three years, I have not lived in America. I
2: was going to say, you, are, you were Destiny from Thailand when you could be. I wasn't there.
0: I was getting secondhand information at every turn. And secondhand oh, yeah. information from oh, yeah.
2: rose-colored glasses of wanting everything to be okay. And second information from people who defend the shitty behaviors. Right. So I didn't have a chance to be destiny. And Anything. now you won't yeah. ever yeah. have to you won't but ever I'm have to be definitely. destiny anymore. No, no one will have to be destiny because I will never be with a Miranda. Okay, ever I could find a guy
0: who secretly has a gun and like is doing spy work behind my back, drives a motorcycle, and calls me a creamsicle. <sighs> <laughs> Honestly, that was oh my god! I just poured wine all down my chest.
2: You look like a vampire. You I look like, like a <laughs> vampire. Feel
1: like a Roman, getting <laughs> <blood laughs> into the spirit of Hemlock Grove.
2: Ooh. She really- it's. it's she's Sorry, like we're I'm doing really special effects. About she, you said we're. Do- I'm doing the special effects this time. I am <laughs> the vampire. <laughs> no, but I get it. <laughs> I get it. Like honestly, it I think when hurt. one of the most iconic moments of season two was when Andreas had a silencer on his gun, shot Testicle Man in the back of the head, and said, "Sup, creamsicle," and I was like. My favorite, my favorite was, uh. why do you have a silencer on your gun? No, no, no. Why do you have a gun? <laughs> have a gun.
1: <laughs> I thought that was Roman at first who shot it and I was like, where did Roman get a gun? And then Andres came on, and I was like, ah, oh, that's, ah, oh, that's literally, it. <laughs> literally, I
0: think my only note for that moment when he came, I just says Andres, my one true love. My
2: and name. also, okay, can we start Everyone Hates Miranda Hour just for a quick second? Uh, Please. Everyone, I want everyone. It's going to be a new little fun game because we know we're going to have hate Miranda moments next season when we do this. Um, I want everyone to pick their least favorite moment that Miranda had this season. And trust me, I know it's going to be very, very hard. Um, Here's the thing. I don't like Miranda, but y'all hate her at a
0: level that I cannot get to.
2: No, you don't have to hate her. Me and Monica...
1: hate the same characters the same we hated Christina together and now we hate Miranda together it's just it's just a thing we do it's um, a thing I,
0: just, I think my biggest problem with Miranda is that I'm a little bit jealous of this threesome that she had that I did not get to have
2: yeah is she I honestly uh, if if I gotta say something real quick uh, I honestly don't think there was much of her involved thats <laughs> I agree I'm like that can't have been fun for her like Miranda was she probably was like ended up being cuckolded by the end of the night like (laughs) like like she may have been in the middle of the bed but she was not in the middle of that double decker sandwich no no no. Mm -mm. (laughs) she said I'm that piece of tomato you take off of the sandwich and leave on the side (laughs) like Miranda <laughs> like she pro- they probably like had her in there for a beginning like helped her out real quick and then it was just like an excuse for yeah. Peter and Roman to just be together and then classified it as a threesome yeah because I, I so. want that um <sighs> pause
0: I really do need to go change my shirt <laughs> so I only
2: read the critic
0: responses not the audience responses when I read those but I really just want to read this one one star review to be logically consistent, I'll be dialing up a psychiatrist once I finish this review, because anyone who watched all three seasons, as I did, is, is, is in immediate need of psychiatric attention. This entire series has been a grotesquerie, a garden of delights for young, dumb psychopaths. The writers and special effects designers deserve to be in padded cells. I found no fault with the acting, but I can only pray that this gig paid the actors well enough that they never have to degrade themselves to such a degree again.
2: <laughs>
0: that was so much
2: <laughs> honestly not wrong though see the only time that i really liked the pre- like i honestly the effects team minus
0: the wolf the stuff, stuff is so fucking good that it makes me hope for everything else and
2: then nothing else is good exactly and that's what irritates me is that because like in either either they would miss a mark with like small things with like tattoo placements and the way tattoos would look or cuts or things like that. But when they would do like the really big stuff or just like when they would let the blood in season two, like the like amount of blood in it, it still made sense to the story. Yeah. It was a shocking gore factor. Like it it didn't make me infuriated. It didn't make me disappointed. It didn't make me angry. But when they have something that's so big into the storyline just lack so hard in the special effects department it's just it's so shit like when you can see that this effects team has potential and the guy who did who was mostly credited for a lot of the effects he had a lot of big credits who, where he did a lot of big work like he did work on saw he did work on um i think nightmare on elm street which if it was nightmare on elm street five i would have been like Mm-mm. but it was like i think the earlier ones that he was working on which wasn't too bad um but in, the, in those scenes where he's worked on big budget movies that are incredible and the effects in them are great, that for you to degrade yourself and let CGI and being from a world where they in movies where they use special effects a lot. And like, the I mean, me and Mary Kate were more pissed off, where we're more pissed off about this season finale's special effect and the way of how it was cgi together and how they could have gone a different route with it and change the character design whereas with roman's angel face they could have simply just had him standing there backlit and a light shining on his face where cgi was not literally not needed like you could have spent zero dollars to not do that like you put more money into cgi in the shot than just practically doing it and that's one of my biggest gripes issues when it comes to effects in the movie industry like I understand that there are certain effects that aren't easily as easily and can be well done with CGI fine that is fine and that's understandable but when there is something you can do practically and it will still have a sometimes a better effect from it don't discredit it because it might take you a little bit longer to get it done because at the end what you have to show for it to be like hey, I made that with this and this and practical things. I feel like it gives you a bigger sense of accomplishment if you're creating like a monster and not like a whole Star Wars universe or shit like that, where um, that stuff, very understandable. And like an Avengers, very understandable because that's like big scale where you can really only use CGI. But when it comes to creating a character in a live action scenario where you have to cgi the character in a way that's not cohesive like unlike you know like genie and aladdin um even though that was a little dodgy in certain scenes but that's whatever um when you are creating a monster in my head it just makes more sense to go with a practical route if you can and it just irritates me because this creature that we're seeing at the end of the season I know it's not the last time we're gonna see it like this because it's a main plot and that bothers me.
1: See, I did have a problem with some of the blood scenes though. Um, So full disclosure, I almost cut my thumb off in September when I was trying to cut an avocado. It's still uh, like swollen um, from where I tried to cut it off. And it looked very different from what they showed on like the ankle scenes when he cut his ankles. Comment about that, and I was like, When yeah, so whenever he was doing that, it brought me back to what's the movie with Ash Campbell? Is that his name, or is it by Ash Campbell? It's they did a remake in like 2015. Bruce Bruce Campbell playing Ash in Evil Dead, Evil Dead, Evil Dead. Dead. So it brought me back to like the original Evil Evil Dead of Blood, and so that's like what I pictured while I was watching that scene. I was like. We are in 2000, what are we in, 2012? What? I don't remember what year this is in. I think
2: this is 2013.
1: This okay, is so believe. 2013, two years before the New Evil dead. There's no reason Blood should look the same as it does in a 70s, 80s movies. I'm not good with my years. And I was like, but that's exactly where it took me back to when I saw that. Scene. I didn't think that, I didn't think it was that unrealistic. It seemed watery. Like it didn't seem blood like i don't know it was maybe because i'm having ptsd from cut almost cutting my thumb off that it
2: wasn't and possible. that's that's very fair but like in certain like in different bo- parts of a the body the blood, the blood blood will, will either like it'll your,
0: be your arteries are wider in your
1: legs than they would be in your thumb so it would be more liquid mm-hmm. i guess that's true i don't know it bothered me but like it was just like my immediate thought was yeah. evil dead and i was like i should not immediately go to an 80s movie Also, like when I'm
0: watching it, 2013. Did a little bit more research, and apparently, um, they did write the third season as the third and final season, but it was because Netflix told them they only got one more season.
1: That's fair.
2: And that's where my fear lies—that we're going to get a very rushed yet slow fucking season.
1: When I looked up the episode, there were a lot of people that had searched like Hemlock Grove season four, and I was like, I don't. I get a lot of people. I don't want to
0: know. A lot of people were like, why? Why is it not coming back? There's still petitions right now to be like, we want a season four.
2: Which is going to make me angry because I am a. Like, okay, so when I watch. Bailey Sarian's YouTube videos, and she does like the mysteries of unsolved ones. Where she's like, "It keeps me up at night when something's left unfinished." She's like, "That's why I don't like reading into cases that don't have a closure." And I do like, If that's no,
0: Monica, remember how I know the ending. Uh huh. I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but it is. There is no. There will never be a season four. Okay. I I can. I'm not going to tell you how it ends, but I know the ending. And people who want a season four are just are, are dumb. Like, there's no way. Okay. There's no okay. way.
2: That gives me at least some hope, but I, it doesn't give, I guess you hope and like, okay, cool. end. but like, no, it, it also doesn't give me. I'm not saying that it will end well. I'm not saying we will be happy, but there will not be
0: loose ends you I just need to see another season. There are okay. loose ends
1: now, and I don't want to see season three.
2: So I <laughs> that is very fair that is very fair yeah. and i think um i think with uh season three there i i the, we can see this the writing it does not have good pacing well,
0: before we talk too much about what we think is going to happen in season three we're going to watch the trailer and we're going to talk about it but before we do that we do need to return to everybody hates miranda
2: <laughs> oh, yes yeah. yeah, so so Since I am the president of the I Hate Miranda fan club, um, feel free to join. It's free of cost. We'll be happy to have you here. Um, I think my least favorite Miranda moment, and this is really, really hard to pick, is right before the threesome happened. The the therapist talk? Yes. That is like... That is my biggest one because it's like she thinks she has them all figured out and psychoanalyzed and can understand them so well. And then in three episodes, she's calling them disgusting fucking monsters and terrible pieces of shit and how she doesn't know who any of them are. And it's the hypocrisy there. Because I'm like, you went in there acting like you were like a messiah and you were the cause, the, the cure to all issues. And you were going to just bring them together and bring it out of love. And then, because you thought you had them down to a T. Granted, you have to go the benefit of the doubt. She probably didn't think that they were going to be werewolves and vampires. But the fact that she went in there acting like she just knew everything, knew how they were. I'm like, you've been here for like a month. Sit the fuck down. You fucked both of them. That's all you know. You haven't taken the time to sit down, have a conversation right. like, and when open did up we ever them. to
0: either of them.
2: Exactly. Exactly. They tried to show it in the two scenes where he opened up about where Roman opened up about Nadia and she went to the party, but it wasn't enough to come back and act like you know every single aspect of them like you claim to have. So that is my I hate Miranda moment of the season. I think, um,
1: I-
0: Least favorite moment of the season would have to be in episode nine when Miranda laid on the floor and cried instead of trying to stop the man with a crossbow from shooting a baby in the face. That's also very good. It's also very good because I know that even if she had thrown herself in front of the bow, he might have killed her and then also the baby. But like, at least she would have tried. Not a big loss. Like, if they killed you first, then you can't stop them from killing the baby. If you lay there and watch it happen, you let that baby die. Yes. yes.
1: So um, I'm just self-appointing myself as the uh, VP of this club. Um, I am split between two scenes. The one that Mary-Kate has just described for you is definitely in my top two. And the other one where she thinks the answer is to take the baby away from everyone that it knows. I was like, I don't, I get that you're feeding it. You mean
0: mean kidnapping people isn't isn't healthy?
1: Kidnapping's not on my list of things that are okay
0: honestly also the fact that she even followed them and then saw them bloody in the woods and didn't like she didn't even know what happened she just saw them laying bloody in the woods and was like oh well in that case i'll kidnap a baby
1: i wish she would have been run off the road and just died in season in episode what was it four? i wish that was the end of her that was the first episode yeah no that was episode four you want to i it. where was it maybe it was episode two it was two i wrote miranda in big letters and then i put uh oh and then i just scribbled. it but yeah that was when miranda came was episode two that's when i don't know if oh, she started two? talking or if she was right off the road in the last one at the end oh
2: wait it may have been at the end of episode one starting into season two it may have been in that that end of the first episode because she ends up knocking down roman's door at the end of episode one and then it carries into season two right so no like she's right but here Uh, my
0: time that we actually see her it is in it is in episode two So because i my note says yo why does
1: this dude want to kill miranda i i understand that i also would like to kill her so i honestly
0: i'm gonna tell you in the first episode she was in, I didn't hate her because I was like, I This girl. Well, like I didn't love her, but in episode the first episode she's in, in episode two, I'm like, I don't know what this girl is. She's like running away from an abusive boyfriend and getting run off the road by some dude in a car, mm-hmm. and like getting involved in things that she doesn't understand what she's getting involved in, and like this is not gonna turn out well for her. But I was concerned for her. But then as time went on. She made every dumb decision you could ever make, and I started Here's to
1: realize—no
0: her... wonder her boyfriend hit her.
2: Jesus, <laughs> see, he—I feel like each one, uh, each moment we had described, were probably the top three moments that were the most intolerable of the season, because. And then there was, like, the whole, she never knew how to stay placed. Like, Miranda is the toddler. Nadia is more um, inept to, you know, stay safe over Miranda. And it just makes um, me so mad because I, I really liked her in the beginning. You guys remember when, like, I was so excited
0: when she was, like, calling Roman a Byronic hero and petting the horse? And, like, I really liked her. You know, when I, oh, man, I just realized a personality flaw in myself. I figured out the moment I hated her. When she said she was a vegan. <laughs> Honestly? That's when I started hating her. Because my first angry note is about how I don't understand how she's suddenly a vegan. Because that doesn't make sense for the first four episodes. My first angry note about Miranda is when she said she was a vegan.
2: And also, when she the way she acted after the whole threesome happened just weird the way she acted at, like because the thing that irritated me the most was miranda how like like i was describing how she went from pretending to be like this messiah who knew everything and could save them from having sex with the both of them at once and then it went into within the matter of five episodes maybe six episodes where she c- like in episode 10, she's flipping out and calling them pieces of shit and assholes and how she they dragged her into this, like they're nothing but pieces of garbage. They're not even human. She's like, and you, I don't even know what you are. Bitch, he was sucking on some bitch's neck. Take a fucking guess. Like Peter wasn't even in a wolf form yet, and you could call out that he was a werewolf, but you can call out the dude munching on some dude's neck a vampire? Like you couldn't connect the, she clearly hasn't seen Twilight.
0: She's no, only watching other things. I have to say, the one thing I don't really know about this show is obviously, like, up is something in the vampire realm, but never once in the show has the word vampire been spoken. That is very true.
1: Yeah, it really bothers me, because I don't know, I feel like I don't know what's going on.
0: And I'm trying to figure out if this is some kind of alternate universe where 2013 was not the height of vampire television, and we're just pretending that we don't know what this is. Because, like, I get different cultures having different words for it. Totally cool with that. Mm -hmm. Totally cool with the legends being slightly different and an oopier here being slightly different than a vampire. But in 23 episodes of the show, the word vampire Mm -hmm. has not been spoken one time.
2: And where you would think that in. (laughs) Like,
1: like, um, maybe movie three of Twilight. Is that right? Mm hmm.
0: 2014,
1: <laughs> oh, the lat no, the fifth movie came out in 2014. Right. Oh, yeah. I there was five.
2: No, 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 it wasn't 2014. It was 2013. It was my, I was, it was my, I remember this, it was my seventh. No, 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 you're right. You're grade.
0: right. It was 2013 because it came out while Brent and I were still together, but he saw it without me. And that's when I
2: knew
1: we weren't going to last forever. I saw it with my mom while I was in college.
2: Yeah, because I saw it when I was, because uh, I was in eighth grade. Because I remember that was when I had my iPhone, my first phone it was in eighth grade, and I had it my as my little wallpaper. Yeah, no. I okay.
0: saw Breaking Down Part Two without me, and that's when I knew we weren't gonna
1: last. My ex saw a Harry Potter movie without me, and I knew that's when we weren't gonna last. So
2: I went when, and saw Star Wars without my ex, and that's when I knew I didn't give a shit about him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, that's the slider. Yeah,
0: So right. yeah, Miranda, she's awful.
2: Yeah. It. No. Now, are you ready to watch this trailer and be oh, get blue balled for something good and then for it to not be that?
1: Absolutely.
2: I'm scared too. I really don't know what to expect with this Fear. season.
0: Fearless
1: audiences only. Bad things happen to the people that mean most to us. What's wrong with me? If there is a cure, I'll find it. My people are dead. I want to know why. Us against the world. Finding nowadays is the only thing that matters. Is there something you want to tell me? I'm about to do things I don't want to. Sooner or later, I'm going to have to give in. Star 2, responding to the wild animal report at 18th, sir. Is this some maniac mimicking a werewolf? What did it feel like? Killing that girl. The Godfrey's are very protective of the Institute's fortunes.
2: You're hungry,
0: aren't you? (laughs) Your hunger will only grow deeper.
2: Gypsies kept telling me to pay attention to the dreams and I didn't. Run before it's too late for you.
1: I would give anything! I want to be your son. I want to be human. Your granddaughter is the key to the survival of your lineage. I'm guessing the reason you're here is because you're hoping for some kind of preemptive absolution for the sins you're about to commit.
2: I'm sorry. I can't help you. No one can. You're gonna go to war, and you're gonna have more innocent people killed. Maybe
0: it's time to contemplate a world without Roman in it. Your entire bloodlines are about to
1: become extinct. It's all gonna come crashing down!
2: You <laughs> to say that Roman be looking real fucking sexy. So,
1: this is not a good thing Ooh. to say out loud sorry hold on it started playing again Let's stop that so um, this is not a good thing to say out loud but which which scar scar does he alexander no no he's Bill. Bill. <laughs> i don't know which one's which um so <laughs> maybe very attracted to him <laughs> i'm not attracted to him on a normal day i don't know if it was the religious aspect I don't know. It
0: uh <laughs> him, him in the confession booth me like no one can help me. I was like, Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: I don't know. Yes. Or the, the city, I, his hair. His 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 hair this season? His little like cocky little no, no So the thing is I find him attractive, but also
0: I spend a lot of time trying to get images for like the podcast and stuff like that. And so I spend a lot of time like Google searching his name or like Pinterest searching his name which unfortunately means I spend a lot of time looking at Pennywise pictures which does not help my anxiety at all <laughs>
1: <laughs> so my my one positive about this show now is that it's made Bill Scarscar attractive to me that is what has come out of this show honestly
2: that trailer looked bomb and you want to know what it's gonna fucking suck <laughs> I know They've done that with every season. But also, I really like how much Destiny was in the trailer. Same, but you want to know what also really scares me? Let's say like Destiny is um in some shit. Destiny's I don't like that. Gonna and die. also, she's going to get... No, I refuse to so let that fucking happen. I am killing the writers of the show. Because she gets engaged to Andreas, the fucking creamsicle man. And that the gun silencer man. And if... if Marie... I, Miranda wasn't there for one split second. Nadia's like a fucking toddler now, and Miranda needs to get her head bashed in. Yeah, Nadia's know? like
1: aged like five years since the finale. You know I, mean? I was just looking yeah. real
0: fine in that trailer. Price, price.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they said let's have all the men grow out their hair so they have a nineteen, like a uh, not nineteen, a two thousand eight emo fringe, a slight one. yeah nice. <laughs> But he's got the swoop also, and he's playing the drums
0: for some reason. I was like, and it's um, bad, doesn't
2: it? So we're throwing blood at Shelly now, too? Yeah,
0: that was aggressive. That was aggressive, was and my heart about hurt.
2: Very mess. Not
1: about but that. here's
2: the thing so it obviously shows that she's leaving. Um, she's obviously leaving the White Tower, and people know she's like going to deal now.
0: with whatever it is that she has to deal with for being the.
2: And um, Shelly uh, apparently is going to strangle Olivia? Look, if that happens, that happens. Yeah. I kind of don't I wanna, bl- I, I, be too I really about. don't blame her. I really also, If she the goes out happening? dying by Shelly, what is about to happen to Olivia?
1: I think that would be my favorite way for her to go out.
2: Honestly, yeah.
0: If Olivia but, like know that that weird that? blood that weird blood poisoning that's happening to
1: Olivia. So she's she on re- that table in the beginning of it. And so yeah. I think she's getting Price and to then they show her, her. They show her
0: like pulling down her shirt and there's like, her veins are black and Price um, is like, Price is um, like, whatever, have, whatever, if there's a cure for whatever this is, I'll find it.
2: I have theory because I don't think Priscilla was going to be the full cure for her to get her back her opirism, I think it was kickstarting it, but I think that there were, should have been a second step to it, and there wasn't a second step made yet because Doctor Chernobyl was a dumb, stupid, fucking bitch. Well, so, yeah, but, but also, really also just Chernobyl went off. Man, I man, think I'll
0: still be a liar.
2: I think that
1: Price convinces her to get treatment, and he poisons her. That's I what I don't think.
0: don't think so. I think that Price is secretly in love with Olivia and the father of Shelly's baby. I think he cares about Shelly a lot. Shelly's baby. I think he's Our the father, Shelly's father. I think that he's secretly a little bit in love with Olivia and is Shelly's father. And um, the reason he's working so hard to fix everything is... See, but also, like, what is Price's story? Like, he's got some kind of medical condition that makes him the Hulk. I
1: don't see, really I think that. that he doesn't love Olivia, but she's his key into the, the tower. Because... Norman hated him, and Roman hates him, so the only reason he's still there is because Olivia is using him for her treatments and whatnot. And so I honestly
2: I honestly don't think Roman hates Price anymore. I really don't think he hates him.
1: I think he could flip on a switch, though. And I think that's Price true. knows that. I think Price knows it's not a safe bet.
2: But also, um, that's fair. Because this came up
0: in the finale and, and was never really addressed because there was too much other garbage going on. Um, who gets Bishop Francis's shares of the company?
2: The cult? Because Price yeah. wants it to be him. I think Price is going to end up absorbing a majority of it. And if Price absorbs the some. bishop's
0: shares between his own shares and the bishop's shares, he might outrank Roman.
2: And then he
0: won't get yeah. Olivia anymore.
2: And then he won't need Olivia anymore, yeah. And um, apparently, well, we all know Roman's gonna have to, I think Roman's gonna be, like, no holds barred this season, and he's just gonna go fucking wild. Well,
0: because the thing about Roman is, Roman has already proven that he does have a heart. hmm And when you fuck with the people that have his heart, it doesn't really go well for you. Mm, and exactly. somebody took Nadia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's not gonna turn out really well.
2: Also, Peter doesn't
0: Peter seems to be in a rough spot in this trailer.
2: It scares me. I think Peter is going to become a vargolf. I really do. Peter already became a vargolf. Well no, no, but like he's I think he's going to change again and he's gonna get stuck. But
0: there was there was like eight wolves in this trailer. Who the fuck are these wolves? Where did they come from? Who's killing, he said, he said, all my kind are dead. Who's killing gypsies and or
1: wolves? I I'm worry con- that Roman's gonna have to kill Peter. Yeah. When he approaches think- him, he's like, how did it feel killing that girl? I was like, oh, God roman's gonna have to take peter out because peter has lost control because he's changed too many times Wait, no, no
2: no when roman said how does it feel killing how did it feel killing that girl that was from the first season when he yes when he it was but he... why was oh. it in the trailer that was the
0: clip from the, th- the first season but it was in the trailer for a reason that i can't talk about because i know how it ends
1: i think he's gonna have to kill peter that's my that's my prediction I do not know what is occurring right now.
0: I don't off. know what Monica's don't... doing, but I'm trying really hard
2: not to say things. Yeah, you just Mary-Kate, off. Mary-Kate, cut this out right now. All right, you kick us off.
1: Okay, so um,
0: we're not really sure how season three is going to go. Um, but next week we will be back with a betweener episode that i think we picked while we're watching no we didn't
2: we haven't picked yet oh
0: no here's the thing courtney and i talked about it on the facebook group chat and you did not respond that's what happened
2: that's what happened sorry
0: um so potentially if monica does not have a problem with this we will be reviewing the netflix version of rebecca that came out in october
2: Rebecca I don't think I, I I don't know what Rebecca is Rebecca
0: is the gothic horror novel that Shelly was talking about in season one that I said we should watch but then it was the same week as we were watching Halloween and Army Hammer is in a Netflix version of the movie that I have yet to watch that came out in October
2: oh you want to know what honestly yeah we'll go with that Cool. So next week
0: we will be reviewing Rebecca. It'll be interesting because I have read the book and seen the Hitchcock version of the movie, whereas Monica knows absolutely nothing about the story. <laughs> so that'll be fun. And um, and then after that it will be starting season three. Three, unfortunately, of Helmut Grove.
2: Can't um, wait.
0: So uh, if you have questions complaints reviews uh feel free to email us at deathandaliens and aliens at gmail.com follow us on instagram or twitter at deathandaliens, and aliens and check out our instagram and twitter because right now we are doing a series on hashtag ruining your childhood by creating uh, uh connections between the horrible characters of hemlock grove and uh children's movie characters that they kind of could be if the world was a little bit more spicy um follow me on instagram and twitter at emkay underscore
2: superstar and you can follow me on instagram at monica.lyn underscore and on twitter at mon underscore lynn underscore and now courtney plug in your handles go for it yeah,
1: i'm not very active but you can follow me on at cecloud 13 on everything And she also
0: does, like, book reviews and stuff. So, like, if you give a shit about, like, books and whatnot, check her out.
1: Oh, yeah. I have a blog called It's With A Book In Our Hands on Facebook and on WordPress. You can just search it with a book in our hands dot com.
2: Where did you go? Then there'd be me if I were to, like, create a website. It would just be, like, my life is a shit show. Welcome 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 to the show.
0: And on that note, we will see you next week.